You are now listening to Straight Facts, only on Big Gold Belt Media, with your host, Celis. Is it okay to tell you I told you so? Welcome back. It's your boy Celis with Season 1, Episode 9, talking about the NFL Draft Review, and we're going to talk about the NBA Playoffs. Uh, some of my predictions that I made two weeks ago as the first round is officially over. But I like to say I told you so. Once again, I hope you guys are doing well. Represent the Big Go Belt podcast. Check us out on every Thursdays when we do our wrestling reviews and everything Big Go Belt media. We have so many shows that you can check out on all our platforms of YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, things of that nature. But once again, I'm just excited. I want to bring this to you on another glorious Sunday. Um, to make sure you got some content for yourselves. If you want to check out, like, how did my team do on draft review? I'm going to just tip on on that just a little bit, tell tell you who I thought did the worst grades, and I'll show you that, and one of them you may be surprised with. Uh, And I'm going to go by by round-by-round predictions of round two. Now, here's where I told you so. Now, rumors are already swirling because I told you the Mavericks were going to beat the Jazz, and they did it in six games. I said five, but they did it in six games, even though Luka missed the first two games. I'm just not sold on Utah at all. Um, once again, a person that was missing during this series that got hurt early in the year, Joe Ingles, is that other person who was that point forward to help take the pressure off of Mike Conley, take the pressure off of Donovan Mitchell. But now this team is going to blow up. Um, there's already rumors swirling about Quinn Snyder is being uh, recruited to be the next Lakers head coach. And I expect Donovan Mitchell to be traded. I expect, well, let me say this. I expect Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert to be traded. And I expect Mike Conley to be traded. They're going to blow that team up. Um, rumors that I'm seeing that I read from interesting trades, I kind of like Donovan Mitchell to the New York, New York Knicks. I think that's a very good fit. I just hope if New York does it, uh, don't give up R.J. Barrett and don't give up Julius Randle. Your big three needs to be revolving around Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, and um, R.J. Barrett. And I think that three could be a dominant three that goes to New York. You got a lot of young talent. But don't give that up. So once again, I think Utah is going to blow up their team. One thing I was totally wrong. I thought Brooklyn was going to beat Boston, um, but Boston took it to them. I think Brooklyn was shaving points, honestly, and I'll just say that as a joke. But because um, I never want that to come up to think the NBA is rigged in that nature. We already went through that with referee scandals and things of that nature. But I'm very surprised that Boston swept them in four. It reminded me when Boston swept them. Um, because Brooklyn has been giving uh, Boston problems as a Phoenix Suns fans, uh, a Phoenix Suns fan, excuse me, going back to the time when the San Antonio Spurs used to always give it to Phoenix year after year. And then all of a sudden in 2010, a Phoenix swept San Antonio, which was totally surprising to get to the conference finals, which they ended up losing to the Lakers of six when the Lakers beat the Boston that year. But that's what it reminded me of. So is Boston going to take a run? We'll talk about that on uh, when we get to the NBA playoffs. But first, what we're going to talk about is our NFL draft winners from the last three days. And I know everybody's going through the undrafted free agency and things of that nature. So let me say this disclaimer here. We're only going based off value of where they pick people based on where media scouts probably place these players as far as where they will be ranked based on when they're picked. But sometimes you may have those six round picks that, that turn out. You may have third round picks that are better than first round picks. It's a crapshoot. You may have undrafted free agents where three of them make the team because they work so hard to get there. It is a crapshoot. But just purely on the draft, I have two big winners without a doubt. And I think the Jets killed it, killed it 
with this draft. Um, this, and I'm gonna pull up the results here uh, for the draft selections for the Jets. Um, let's go ahead and get it up. I thought I had it up, but I had a wrong picture. Um, let me give me one second. New York Jets draft 2022. I got the green gang green nation. Uh, here we go. All of the selections. Here we go in order. Um, first they got a uh, sauce Gardner cornerback out of Cincinnati in round one. That was pick over four. Oh, sorry about that audio. Didn't mean to mess that up. Messing up my own audio thing. And yeah, Garrett Wilson, uh, from Ohio State wide receiver, like 10 overall, and Jermaine Johnson, the defensive end out of Florida State at 26 overall. Then you come back in the second round, get Brees Hall, fantastic running back out of Iowa State. Some people had him as the number one um, prospect. Then you got Jeremy Rucker, another Ohio State tight end, Max Mitchell to help protect Zach Wilson as an offensive lineman, and ended in round four, Michael Clemens from Texas A&M. When you think about three corner pieces, and the Jets could have messed this up and try to get Debo Samuel in the trade, and I hope, and I heard that they offered Debo Samuel during that trade, and um, it wasn't the, what the 49ers wanted. But you got three first-round corner pieces. You got a lockdown corner, a great wide receiver to help with Zach Wilson, and also a booking edge to help with that defense of Robert Sala, and then a running back, which you were missing. Now, everybody talks about the running back that they have on the team, but this is pretty much a two-running back system that needs to be in the NFL right now. There's no true every-down back anymore. Even when you talk about the Zeeks and the Alvin Kamaras, you need to have another back to spell that number one back sometimes so you can go down through those second and fourth quarter runs or those pass-catching opportunities. I think the Jets killed it with this draft, and they killed it in four rounds. They traded up when they needed to. They took away those late picks, and they said, hey, we're going with this, and we're going to maximize on what we need to do. So shout out to the Jets because they could have did some things real funky if they did not do the right thing. And, and I'm just uh, so proud of Robert Sala killing it with the draft. They got an A-plus grade for me in that nature. Now, the other person, um, let me go to the other team that I felt that did a great job was the Baltimore Ravens. Let me look up their whole pick, uh, round-by-round selections. Here we go. Now, first they got Kyle Hamilton. Um, safety out of Notre Dame, and they also did another trade where they got an additional first-round pick where they shifted uh, Hollywood Brown out to Arizona so they won't have to pay him his money. Now, let me say this. A.J. Brown did get traded by Tennessee to go to Philadelphia where he got his $100 million contract. Now, a lot of these wide receivers that were in the first or second round, they're trying to get paid this year from Debo Samuel Clash, and that's the 2019 class. Keep in mind, even though the salary cap is going up, and you're not always trying to play money ball, don't always feel you got to give the top contracts to those players for their second contract if you can get value for them. So case in point with Tennessee, A.J. Brown was a number a round two draft pick. They got a first round draft pick and still got some other development they can use for Tennessee. It may work. It may not work. Now, Philadelphia, you got a great number one wide receiver now and going with your young uh, product that you had last year with Devontae Smith. Yeah, got his name right. Um, but at the same time, who's going to throw him the ball? Jalen Hurts, the person that you have confidence in. It's a whole lot of crapshoot that goes in with this draft, and it's excited to, to see these names and getting paid and things of that nature on the move. But you got to be sure of who you have. And I think Kyle Hamilton will probably be a rookie of the year candidate for me. I've seen a lot of him when he was at Notre Dame. As a Florida State fan myself, he killed, he killed 
Florida State by himself. The way he just reads defenses and he can attack the ball and go get it at his highest point as a defender, he can change the whole game. Ed Reed, Ed Reed uh, intangibles like he doesn't play like Ed Reed, but he is a very, very sharp safety, like a Julian Blackman type for those that know the Indianapolis Colts. I think he's going to be great. Then he got Tyler Lindenbaum in Iowa, at the Iowa Center, somebody to make sure they can still protect and call the, the defenses and reads for Lamar Jackson. And then a late steal, David Ajabo from Michigan. Now, he has an Achilles tear that he suffered on this pro day, but he has upside that he can, it can go with. Um, but once again, those are some of the top picks that the Ravens have. It's like whatever the Ravens do, you just trust it. You just trust it. Everybody that they got, you know, you just trust it. So you just see how it goes from there and and how they do. But I trust the Ravens organization. They have a strong track record of what they're trying to do. So the Jets, A-plus grade for me. Baltimore Ravens, A grade for me um, for draft winners. Now, let's shift and talk about the losers. There's two losers that I have, um, and and you'll be surprised, but these losers, in a way, these losers, one, is the San Francisco 49ers. You have somebody that doesn't want to play for you in Debo Samuel, and you still have a quarterback that's making $25-plus million on your team that's supposed to be your backup, and you didn't trade him for, for the draft. Now, the worst thing that you could do now is cut him or let him be on the team next year and get a compensatory pick, maybe, if somebody picks him up. It's a whole lot of cap space that you don't need to have on your team. $25 million for a backup is too much. And I get it. Jimmy Garoppolo went to two out of three NFC championship games, took you to a Super Bowl and things of that nature. But when it's time to move on, it's time to move on. And that's why he got his surgery at the right time because it delayed his trade value of what you're going to do with him. It's a terrible situation for the 49ers. And is Debo Samuel going to play? Is he going to hold out? Or are you going to have to rely on some of your younger players like a Brandon Ayuk or, or uh, Danny Gray who just got in the draft? Are you going to rely on those to be your top two route receivers? It, it, it's going to be very, very interesting for the 49ers. I think they got a lot of explaining to do when it comes to their cap situation. Their team, are they rebuilding? Are they trying to win now? Big losers for me, only because of the trade. And another loser, the Cleveland Browns. You did all that to trade for Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield is still on your team. Why? Trade him. Cut him. Do whatever. Get some compensatory picks back or, or, or compensation back. Big losers for me. When you hold on value, uh, matter of fact, Baker Mayfield's your number one overall pick from 2018. And you went in and paid $230 million, all guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. And you still have him on your team. Why? And Carolina made smart moves and t- Tennessee made smart moves. They went and got their quarterback. Washington got their quarterback. Atlanta got their quarterback. Now, granted, I don't like any of them. Now, I'm a, I'm a Sam Howe fan. I think Sam Howe will actually turned out good with the Washington Commanders. But for any other quarterback that's in this draft, from Cody Pickett to Malik, Malik I think will be good. Malik I think will be good. But everybody in there, it's it's no quarterbacks in this draft. So Carolina did the cheap route, so just in case something doesn't pan out, they can go get their next person. Very smart for them. Very bad for Cleveland and San Francisco. So, yes, I'm telling my own team, because of what you did with Jimmy Garoppolo and what's going on with Debo Samuels, you have failing grades for me. So once again, those are my draft winners and draft losers for this year's draft. I thought the draft was very entertaining. Shout out to the wide receivers that went heavy. Shout out to the changing of the, the origin of the system because only one quarterback went in round one. Next one went in round three. And, and running backs didn't go in round one at all. So you're seeing the changing of the mode of how wide receivers are taking over this league. It's like fantasy football is coming to real life. 
of how you're trying to draft for these players. But I wish everyone well. I wish everybody has um, stay healthy as much as possible. Have great careers. Enjoy yourselves, but spend your money wisely at rookies as you move on to the next one. Lastly, what we're going to talk about is NFL uh, NFL round two playoff predictions. And let me go ahead and pull that up. Give me one second. Pull that up. All right. Here we go. NBA playoff round two previous. So after entertaining round one series, and let's, let's recap what happened in round one. Miami beat Atlanta 4-1. Philadelphia took six games to take care of Toronto. Milwaukee did a gentleman sweep of Chicago. I don't know how they got that one in Milwaukee. Boston swept Brooklyn. Phoenix had a tough series with New Orleans 4-2. Dallas edged out Utah 4-2. Golden State gentleman sweep 4-1. And an entertaining but kind of questionable player decision playing hero ball with Minnesota. Minnesota should have won that series, but it ended up losing 4-2. So our round two matchups, Miami versus Philadelphia, 1-4 matchup. Then you have Boston-Milwaukee 2-3 matchup. You have Phoenix and Dallas a 1-4 matchup. And Golden State and Memphis a 2-3 matchup. So all favorites in the series from the first round ended up winning, or the higher seeds, rather, end up winning to go to the conference finals. Now, take you back 2006, I believe. 2005-2006. Phoenix Suns had a great season. Joe Johnson had an orbital fracture that kind of changed the scope of what that team was, and they ended up losing to Dallas. And Dallas ended up going to the finals and beating Miami that year. Um, very tough for Phoenix to take that loss at that time because of Joe Jack, Joe Johnson's over the bone. Same thing is happening to Joel Embiid has an over the bone fracture out indefinitely. Definitely, I will see him being out of games one and two. Um, and I see Miami winning those two. However, Philadelphia only has to win one road game. And I think they can win this series. I do not see Philadelphia losing at home. But if they can win one road game, I think Joel Embiid will come back game three because Joe Johnson came back earlier. He's going to wear the mask and things of that nature. But I think uh, Philadelphia can win in seven games. And I'm taking Philadelphia because, remember, Philadelphia is my pick. It was to the finals from the East. Four games to three over Miami. I think Milwaukee is just too much, even though Boston is great on the defensive end. I think Giannis is going to be too much for Boston. I see Milwaukee going in, winning game one tomorrow, or today rather, um, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. And I think Milwaukee will edge in six. Boston's going to make it tough, but I think it's just too much size for Milwaukee to take over. Robert Williams is back. Al Horford is a great, solid veteran. But I think Milwaukee will win the six. It's just too much honest, even without a Chris Middleton. Now, Chris Middleton's going to hurt. But if their bench like Bobby Portis and Grayson Allen step up again, I just don't see Milwaukee uh, losing this series. So I see Milwaukee winning four games to two. I think it's going to be a four games to one uh, gentleman sweep with Phoenix and Dallas. I know Luka's a very tough player. Luka's going to win one game by himself. But I just don't see the size that Dallas can contain with Phoenix. Now, Dallas has lost to Phoenix in the regular season eight straight times. And I think Phoenix has their number just to the offensive firepower and size that Phoenix has over Dallas. This matchup favors Phoenix where I can see Mikel Bridges really uh, making a hard time for Luka as a, as a size matchup for them. And Phoenix is so deeper because Tim Hardaway still hurt. Jalen Brunson's going to play. He's a he's a dog. Um, but I think Phoenix just edge out four or five. Now, one of my friends thought Memphis IQ was not the best against Minnesota where they did a lot of silly mistakes. They can't do those silly mistakes against Golden State. I think Golden State will win in six. I think Golden State's going to take game one against uh, Memphis. Memphis will rally back, maybe 2-2 two, two after the end of four. But I think Golden State pulls it out. 
um, to win in six. So once, I, once again, my prediction of the conference finals will be Phoenix, Golden State, just based on some updated predictions, as well as Philadelphia versus Milwaukee. So you have it there. Uh, one thing I will say here, I think Steph Curry will be a starter again for this series. I think Jordan um, is going to come off the bench. Um, but I mean, Jordan Bell is going to come off the bench. Uh, I'm getting names wrong. Give me, that's not his name. Let me put some respect on his name. Um, give me one second. Give me one second, guys. Because I got to put some respect on somebody's name. I see the losses right because his name is killing me. It's going to kill me. Jordan Poole, not Jordan Bell, Jordan Poole. Um, Jordan Poole is definitely going to come off the bench, but I think he's doing a great job doing what he needs to do. But Steph's going to take this series over. And and I all respect to Ja. I think Ja's doing a great season, having a great season so far. But want to make sure that uh, Golden State knows who's the top of this league right here. Now, those are my NBA predictions. Go ahead and use those. And if you've been listening, if you've been following, you know I tell the truth. I'm not going to hold you down and lie on those on those prospects. Of course, some surprise are going to come in there. But I told you, Dallas is going to do it. Dallas is going to do it. Um, so that's my show for this week, guys. Those are my quick draft grades, my winners and losers, um, as well as my round two predictions. Check it out. And I hope you all will definitely do well. Be safe. Um, coming up, for those in education, happy teacher appreciation week for all teachers that they do. And I'll catch you on the next time. Take care, everybody.